I'm Dr. Amalia Gonyas-Malka. Welcome to Womanity, Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates prominent and ordinary African women's milestone achievements in their struggles for liberation, self-emancipation, human rights, democracy, racism, socioeconomic class division, and gender-based violence. Joining us on the line today is Equatorial Guinea's ambassador to South Africa, Ambassador Librada Ella Asumu. Some of her previous appointments include working at the United Nations, uh, specifically UNICEF Child Protection Officer and Social Protection, as well as in Equatorial Guinea's Ministry of Social Welfare and Women Protection and the Ministry of External Affairs and Cooperation. Welcome to the show, Ambassador. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Ambassador, over the years, you've served your country in various roles, both within the public as well as the private sector. Can you please share with us a few key landmarks in your career? As we're talking about empowerment, and this uh, mission is about that, my landmark that really make a point in my life is when I joined the Minister of Social Affairs and Women Promotion because at that time I was coming from foreign affairs. Social sector is about human being. I discovered with 30 years old that I was a woman when I started being director of women affairs. I didn't know there was any specific concern on women. I didn't know that till 30 years. It's really a specific point of my life that changed a lot of things in my mindset because that makes me to realize how important it is to do things in the context you are doing it. At that moment, I have my mindset in a very, I can see, theoric, theoretical. And some people just stop me in the street after interviewing myself on the television or radio to tell me, no, you are very young. It's not like that. You have to put your feet on the earth and know what is going on here, what women are facing after. If you have a solution, you must bait that solution in the reality of that people. And it was a really strange moment when I was in the village participating in a political event. And I had to speak to the people in my mother tongue, that is Fang. That was another top of my moment because I realized that many of the people, even, even if I wanted to transmit a message, it was not so easy because I didn't have any really master of my mother tongue. And as far as I try to get information on papers in Spanish, that is the official language, to translate it in the real term that people, local people can understand, you have to go to their base. That was an important moment that shows me that if you want to find somebody's solution, you have to go on the feet of that person. You cannot stay in your feet and try to give them what you think they need. You have to give them what they really need by knowing the reality that they face. That was very important for me. Another landmark on my my career is when I, (laughs) I realized that being a single woman is like a second-class citizen. It's not that I was a single woman, I was married. But I realized that the people really think that when a woman is single, 
she doesn't have any value because a man has not given her enough value to marry her. And I was really upset to discover that I had the chance to get married, but it's not an outcome itself. I think the women, we have to realize that getting married, it has a lot of things to say or to do with this empowerment we're talking about, but it's not an outcome itself. It's a good thing, it's a marital status, but that's all. Uh, another point that is uh, very important in my life, in my career, is when I, would, I decided to make a media on women. With my magazine, I really gave the voice of many women that have story to tell in different levels, even people that are illiterate, but they have a very good story. And I give them the opportunity to rise up their story, their lives, and to give with her, their experience lessons learned to another people. And I think there is a lot of wisdom in many women and many men, but let's talk about women that are not illiterated. They haven't got school skills, but they have a good of wisdom that we can, we can use to make it better. You've shed light on the realities that women experience. You said earlier the fact that at 30 years of age, you're seeing a different perspective of being a woman. The issue of empathy, of, of walking in someone else's footsteps and understanding from their perspective that that's going to find relevant solutions for them. The fact that our identities have been so compromised on our status, if you're married, that that validates you and not you as an individual. And then the fourth element, which I think is so wonderful and really aligns with the platform we have, of being able to create a space, an environment where women can share their stories and, and viewpoints. I want to ask you, what is the status of gender equality in Equatorial Guinea? It's an interesting, important and difficult question. Gender, for me, first of all, is a question of balance. It's not a question of being more powerful as woman or less powerful as man or whatever. In that perspective, in my country, officially, there's not any regulations that is against men or against women. Everything is really based on equality. But, <laughs> that is the but, the reality seems, and in my opinion, I'm really upset to discover that in the latest years, instead of going to more balance, we are really coming in a kind of situation that we accept that women are second-class citizens. And women accept it, even women promote it, and the men also, they are very comfortable of that. But let me go to the perspective of carrying a baggage on your back. I think that if we don't have this uh, balance, it's very heavy for the men to hold the country, to hold the world on their shoulders alone. While we can share responsibilities, we can share knowledge, we can share a lot of things, and we can do more for our countries if we are more balanced. So I believe institutionally, we are a good country, institutionally from the gender perspective speaking. But uh, I think we have to do more in the conscience of the people on the behavior 
that really proves that this balance we are talking about institutionally, politically, sometimes is really not there. And I believe that women ourselves, we really have to feed our children, the, the male children, as human beings and the girl children as human beings, not at male or female. I think that is what we have, the societies that we have, we are complaining. I think that is the point that we can try to work a little bit more to, to move all the steps. Another point that I can say on Equatorial Guinea is that I believe there is a, a real political push on women empowerment. But it's like you can be empowered, but till its level. If you want to move forward, you are exaggerating because you, you will become a bad mother, a bad uh, spouse, a bad daughter, whatever. If you try to push yourself over the limits that everybody sees as woman, you can try to reach that point. But beyond that, don't try because you have all community against you. What you're saying is so true that we wear and juggle multiple hats, multiple responsibilities. But how do you think we can help break that ceiling of expectations of women? You can be at this level, but you can't go to the next level. What do you think we can do to, to break that and, and change invalid perspectives? It's a question of confidence on ourselves. All that I'm telling you, I have experienced it myself on my own skin. I try to be as realistic as I can because I think it is important to, to move from the theory and try to give your case study, let's say, quote, as you can find I'm an ambassador, I am in a very big office, I have a good responsibility, I represent my state, whatever. But it is for me very sad when I realized that even a single young male of 14 years believes that I go behind him because he's male and I'm a woman. So whatever you do, there is always like a footstep that is behind you telling you, don't go far because you are only a woman. You are only a woman. You are only a woman. So you have to do your roles as woman. We have to change our mindset, having more skills, reading a lot, knowing about what happens in different countries that are more balanced and they are less balanced. You can compare where women have a better, a better status and where they have a less status than you. And you can compare to see the, the strange point in each of them to move forward. I also think that we have to make girls to really believe that they have a dream and they can conquer their dream. They don't have to put limitations on their world. And I believe women must do more than we are doing to really achieve that balance. Ambassador, you've really highlighted the issue that particularly, and I would say within African society, that being a female leader touches on sensitive topics from a cultural point of view, religion, tradition, and the fact that we are judged differently to our male Absolutely. counterparts. And Absolutely. we have to create these efforts to, to change that uh, stereotypical thinking. The stereotypes is something that I really hate because as I read somewhere, it's a bad story 
that somebody has just said and it becomes the story. And I think stereotypes, they are really uh, preserved by the people that don't have enough confidence on themselves. My belief is that if you have confidence in yourself, while you are men or you are women, you are not afraid of somebody else confident in himself because it doesn't really touch your own believings, your own mindset, your own status as person. That's why I think it's very important that men has enough confidence, have enough confidence on themselves that they don't find that women empowerment is a kind of danger for them or a kind of disruption. I think it is the word correct, disruption of the norms. One book that I was really scandalized that they gave the right to women and now all the families are broken because the women are so focused on their professionalism, on the career that they have forgot their duties as mother, duties as spouses and whatever. It is not truth. We don't have to choose every time. I think we can try to make things balance, making your career, making your motherhood, making whatever. But for women, we are somehow pushed to choose. Or you are single and you are a second class citizen, but you have a career or you are a good mother, good spouse, and you confirm that you are married, you have your status. That is the is like the highest thing you can do. <laughs> do you know what else reminds me of what you're saying is that a lot of people are locked into stereotypes and they feel comfortable by putting you in their box. It's not your box. It's their it's box. It's not your box. It's somebody's box. That is. And I think this uh, danger quote that I'm talking about is about that. It's about control. You don't need to control every woman's thinking. You don't need to do it if you are sure of yours. You don't really need to, to be upset that a woman or the girls want to be better than their fathers or they have to improve and go beyond that point of that society admits that can go. Ambassador, thank you for, for sharing some of your perspectives and also the, the realities that women continue to confront from a gender equality point of view. Hi, I'm Zonke Dikana, a South African Afro-Soul musician, songwriter and producer. You are listening to Womanity, Women in Unity on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Today, we're talking to Equatorial Guinea's ambassador to South Africa, Ambassador Librada Ella Asumo. We would love to receive your comments on Twitter at Womanity Talk. Ambassador, you are coming into the role of serving as ambassador in South Africa for Equatorial Guinea. Can you tell us about a few of the objectives that you'd like to accomplish during your ambassadorship? I'm new, so I'm still knowing the country, trying to put my my feet on earth. But I would like to, to really make South African country, government institutions, people, Equatorial Guinea, in different sectors, because I think an exchange, a relationship is so about knowing the best possible the other part. I don't want to stay only in politics. I want to move 
forward and beyond that to really make relationship exchange partnership agreement in the most uh, sectors I can reach is the more happy I will be. And I also want to know South Africa the, the best possible. I think I can do better if I know better who I'm dealing with. And I, I can try to, to make this um, relationship a good friendship. We started relationship 15 years ago. There were men, my predecessor. I'm trying to give this female aspect on things, a practical way of doing things and going to the, the reality also more than the political aspect that are also there. You have the guidelines to follow, you have the institutions. So this is easy to do because you have to do what is being done and you follow the instructions of your head of state. But you have to do more than that to make the difference that you were here and you were the first female ambassador of Equatorial Guinea in South Africa. I will try to make my signature as women. Ambassador, I wanted to ask you from an Equatorial Guinea point of view about a few of the women who have been important change agents in the country. When I wrote that question yesterday, I was thinking a lot. What will I answer? I have one person in my mind that it may seem to be politically correct that I say that, I'm going to say that, but I'm going to explain why I say it. And the second person, it might seems to be a little bit of pre, prepotency. Is it okay to say that? Arrogant. Yes. It may seem to, to be some kind of that, but I'm going to explain. The two ladies I've chosen, the first one is the first lady. Why the first lady? That is why I said it can sound like, oh, yes, she wants to be politically correct. She's ambassador and so on. But I'm going to explain why I choose the first lady. And Madame Constancia Mange Nzue Okomo de Obiangema. I said the full name, her full name, and later the first name uh, going to the first lady aspect. Because I admire this woman because despite the fact of being first lady, she has all the power, the money, but he goes to work every day. She is a teacher. She's been working and building a really a structure of schools, boarding school, primary school, till she created the foundation that really relates all the schools. Is when I realized myself that there were many schools she has done all these years. She could be like, or the first lady, I'm, going to, I'm not going to talk about anyone, but she could be making sh- the shopping every day and making uh, beauty every day and just being in this position of first lady. But she is an entrepreneur and she keeps her profession as teacher and pushing the sector of education and making the difference in the, the kind of schools she, she's uh, really behind. And it's something that for me, it is very important because I believe education is one of the main key to change any society. So investing in that, being first lady, she could do, she could have do something that is more productive, but she stepped in her teacher mindset 
to push education. This is for me, she's making the difference and she's giving us for all of women that we are in some specific position that we have to believe in ourselves and we can do it. You can be first lady, you can be as a spouse, but you can also be a professional and you can do entrepreneurship, you can do politics, you can do whatever you want. And education is so empowering. It is enduring. It's not just a legacy that you leave behind as an individual with the network of schools and systems she's created. Uh, It's it's more than that. Absolutely. It's more than that. That is why for me, it is important to really highlight this aspect. Why I believe she's making really difference because having a specific position as first lady, you don't need to do a lot. You can just stay behind your husband and live very well. It's enough. But in her case, she's pushing. The principal point of her work is on her professional sector. That is why I really give, uh, I clap my hand for her in that case. And she's making difference. And she's also working in agricultural sector. We see her on television making the plantations and so on like everybody. So it gives you a mindset that it's not because you are in a chair, you are in a good position that you cannot just dirty your hands doing the real job. I think that is important. (laughs) And the second woman is myself. That is why I say it might sound arrogant, but I'm going to say why I decided to say myself. Because I realized with the years, when I started these women issues with the magazine, a YSO, there was a really impact on my society. One aspect is giving the voice, as I said before, to women that maybe they don't have any other scenario. They can talk about their story or they can share the experience, but also giving us the opportunity to be visible, to be celebrate. Because the people also use the people that are more, let's say, economically more comfortable. They use also my papers to celebrate their marriages, their anniversary and so on. You will never be in Times or whatever big uh, magazine to celebrate yourself and your success. I give them the floor and the space where we can celebrate our success, our welfare, our money, whatever. In the same hand, we have this place to share stories, good stories, and the other hand, we can celebrate our success. This is a difference that really made uh, my work. Another point that maybe can sound for you, it doesn't have any importance. For me, it's very important. I was working on fashion. I now realized the models were conceived as prostitutes by the community and the environment. And with the work that we've been during almost 10 years, for one set, the community, the people start to conceive the modelism is not prostitution, it's a professional uh, sector, whatever. And also for the same girls, they was all in the university, in the secondary school, and they didn't abandon themselves because they have some success modeling. It's something that makes different that there is now, we can say like, I quote, an industry on fashion, and I can say I give my, my small contribution to, to really build 
girls confident that want to be related on fashion no, without being abused or conceived as just easy girls. I'm very happy for that, for example. And I think it's a very good thing. I'm very proud of being some of the contributors of that because girls are very vulnerable and everything can just set up in a bad way if you don't give them the floor of confidence. Yeah. I'd like to continue our conversation with you on, on your personal level. One of the questions that I ask all my guests on the show is about some of the factors that they consider have contributed to their success. Everybody brings a, a different recipe of, of ingredients. So if you could please share with us what have been some of the key drivers that have contributed to your success? I don't have any specific ingredients. My key aspect is a very professional uh, and very personal aspect is being myself all the time. I try to be myself all the time. I want to give this impression of being myself every time because I think it is important to fit. It is important to be skilled. It is important to be professional and whatever. But if you, are, you don't have your own signature, something that makes you librada, it doesn't for me have any value because copy paste, we can all do it. But you have to have your own signature. And I believe my key point is that I stay myself always. Whatever I do, whenever I am, I try to keep being my, me, myself all the time. Another thing that I think is being very key for me, I discovered that <laughs> it might sound a little bit stupid, but I discovered that love, it is very important. It's not, uh, it's not meaning of love of couple or whatever, love itself. If you love yourself, you can transfer this love to other people. You can be more uh, harmonize your environment. I have some very bad moments some time ago, and these very bad moments shows me how important it is to have the good moments. Because when we are in this successful uh, level, you forget that there are some bad things, and. So I realize having love as your resource is the best thing to move from a bad moment to a good moment. When you start looking the things positively, that is love. And it's also love when you believe that I can do it. It gives you confidence. When you start growing up, you start going to old, that for us women is like a very specific moment of sadness. I'm going, getting old. No, it's a good thing to get old because that means experience, that means life, that means a lot of things that you could do, you didn't have 20 years ago. So you have to take this age and aging with love. You have to love yourself, you love your body, you love your fat, you love everything, your cellulite, everything, you like everything of you. And so if somebody approves or somebody doesn't approve you, it doesn't matter for you because you love yourself. And it has, it's related with the it be yourself all the time to be success. When I had this responsibility as ambassador, I was asking myself, I have to do it, but I have to do it in a way that 
the people might say, oh, when she was there, it was this done. She brought these things. So you have to keep being some kind of different. If you want to be like everyone, I think it's not successful being like everybody. It's more successful having any innovation, having a new thinking, having a new way of doing things. Whatever happens, you have to be different. It's also a key of success. If you go to the history, you will find the great people, the great names of the history. They did things differently as they found it. They aborted something new. And do not try to, to set up an atmosphere or an environment on the boxes that doesn't belong to you. I always say that I'm a human being, born female, but I'm a human being. It's my first signature as a human being, not a woman. I'm a human being before and after I am a woman. I used to say I'm a citizen of the world, being a citizen of the world, but with the difference and the specific thing of being African or having this ethnicity and so on, because you cannot be from everywhere all the time. You have to have your own inheritance and you have to be very happy with your DNA. If you don't have this um, happiness of being you yourself, you cannot give any contribution to the world. This is my perspective. Otherwise you will be just like everybody. It will not make any difference to anybody's life. I, I try that. I think this question is followed by the strong woman of my life. Can I go to that? Absolutely. What I value, though, and what you've said here is that you've shared your reality, you've shared your lived experience, and the emphasis on individuality, of being able to express yourself, of having your own stamp, and that allows you to, to innovate and be different, because what does vanilla get us? It's just more of the same. And you need innovation to, to create disruptions that are positive and stimulate change. Absolutely. It's risky because the status quo normally don't really like disruptions, but it's not bad. If you see in a positive way, everything that you see in positive way can give you inputs. If you have it in the negative way, it's just a disruption. It's a question of perception. From a, from a positive point of view, it is about progression. And moving forward. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yes. And uh, for me, the strongest woman in my life, I really want to talk about this because it's, it's, I've said it many times, but I have, uh, when people, for example, criticize me that I, I have a male character, I've been told that many times, and it was that was upsetting me when I was younger. You have a male character, you have to be more smooth, a woman, you are not female enough. But now I'm very happy with that because I realize that I cannot be different because of my DNA. My grandmothers, both of them, my mother from my father's side, she was a chief. When I was born 52 years ago, my grandmother, she was the chief of the village, a woman. It's very strange, but she was the chief. I don't know why. So now I realize that this character of this power character on that side or on that side is because of that. And my other grandmother, the mother's one, she was a good and big entrepreneur. She got married at 13 years. She was widowed as 21 years. 11 children, 
seven was killed, was died in her childhood and so on. And she managed herself to leave her village to go to the capital and start making business. Till she becomes a very good businesswoman and cocoa, coffee, and so on. So I cannot be different. This is my DNA. And I also have a good admiration of my mother that this marital status changed her life. Even if I love my father, but when they got divorced, she took everything from her, everything. She just stayed with the clothes, but she survived because she's a teacher. She survived doing her profession. So I have a lot of respect for her. I had a lot of respect for my elder sister. She's passed away, unfortunately. And my daughter. My daughter, she's 21 years old. I feed her very well, but she created her own personality that doesn't have anything to do with me. And I had a good admiration for her because I don't know where she brought all of that, but she did herself the research, she read a lot, and she created something that is really specific on her that I don't recognize. That is my, <laughs> is my feeling. For public uh, people, I used to say I had a lot of respect for Madonna, the singer, because she's a self-made. And I really love the people that she goes beyond the rules. But she's a star now because she believes in herself and she has done it. Numa is a woman that I know. She's a Malian woman that I know long time ago. I learned a lot from her. And is one of the people that I really say every time that... She fits a lot in me, and I really have a lot of admiration. Let's go, Michelle Obama. Being first lady, she's stayed behind because that was the role at that moment. But when that finished, she became, <laughs> again, with her duties, with the professionalism. Yes, I really have a lot of admiration for her. Winnie Mandela, to be in your country, I had a lot of admiration of Winnie Mandela, the fight aspect, the commitment, and so on. Shirley Johnson, the former president of Liberia, she did it well. I really loved her slogan on the campaign that let, let a woman try it. Because you do it, we did it bad. Now let me try. And Tina Turner, very strong personal story, but she moves from that and she became what she is now. And I can go more, more, more. There are many women that I have so, but I try to choose uh, the one that really freshed me up and gives me like, you, can, you don't have the right to give up, even if, when everything is difficult. I can tell you I passed very difficult moments not very long time ago. And I was telling myself, when I was looking myself at the mirror, look at you, you don't seem to be the person I know. And I wrote even two books. When I'm reading some of my books now, some of the things that I was say, oh, I was really broken. I was really broken uh, emotionally. How could I write this? But it's a good thing because now it gives me that there was that point I'm now, I really have the success of becoming myself again and to remove this aspect of my life because now I can read it and laugh. And now that I'm really in a different step, I say, wow, I did it. It doesn't look like me now, I'm back on my on my feet you've really demonstrated the capacity of change of overcoming conflict and the fact that we can become anyone that we want to become absolutely we have to 
I think it's so important that when things goes bad, you have to look and travel inside you. The only one resource is always you. Whatever the people do for you, whatever the people support you, you could never do it if you don't believe in yourself. And one day you say, stop, this must be over. I have to move from this because I don't recognize myself anymore. It is very important to have this key on you and say, I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to do it. You have to believe in yourself. Believe in yourself that gives you the strength. And also, we don't have to be approved by anyone to be considered as people. I think this is a, it's a bad thing that is now really uh, running the world, that we have to be approved by the neighbor, by the uh, supervisor, by your staff. Everybody has to approve you to be a person. No, please go beyond that. I don't need to, uh, the approval of anybody to live. You have to live the way you want to live and you have to set up and fix with the fit with the environment, but the environment had not consumed you to become a different person that you are. Ambassador, thank you for sharing those wonderful words, really heartfelt. Uh, we've got individuality, we've got reform, reinvention, and this continuous drive of overcoming challenges, going beyond them, and becoming the person you want to be, and the fact that we can continue to change and, and evolve. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting you, and we wish you all the very best in your tenure as Ambassador of Equatorial Guinea to South Africa. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a really privilege and my pleasure to share this moment with you. I hope I haven't been so direct. Sometimes I'm not very politically correct. But I think it's also my signature to be trying to have this diplomacy side, but also the real side on the life is important. I hope to give uh, the girls, the young girls, a very small advice, as I have said it before. Please try to set up your future by your own values. Try to follow your dreams. Don't make your dreams come true just when you find a man. The man is important. We are partners in this world. And it's very uh, important to be in partnership. But may your own dreams come true before making somebody else's dreams come true. Because you will be frustrated at the end of the time. And I think both people might be happy and find the rule to make dreams together or aside aside. It is very important. Women, we have the control, we have the power. We are here to share with the other people, with the men. We are not here to fight against them. But if we have to fight, we fight. We are not weak. That is a great message. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity on Channel Africa, The African Perspective. And we have been talking to Equatorial Guinea's ambassador to South Africa, Ambassador Librada Ella Asumo.